0: Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and Game Master. This week, we're giving you a sneak preview of the upcoming anthology that I edited, The Ultimate Micro RPG Book, which is a collection of 40 role-playing games, all two pages or less, designed by some of my favorite designers from around the industry. And today's entry will be unique to some of our listeners because it's a role-playing game that can be played by a single person. Now, I did have someone play with me, but if you wanted to, you'd be able to play Lichen Tree alone. Because Lichen Tree is a type of journaling role-playing game, where you create a family tree for werewolves. It's sweet and cute, and I had a lot of fun playing it. Lichen Tree was designed by Bree Bo Sheldon, who you might know from Let Me Take a Selfie, Turn, the script change safety mechanic, or their work on the Thoughty blog, which I only believe I have pronounced correctly. Sorry, Bo. I did not realize until I was recording this that I've actually never said the name of the blog aloud before. Before we get rolling on the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank everyone who has continued to keep pressure up on supporting Black Lives Matter. We've still got donation links to bail funds and Black Lives Matter in our show notes. So if this is your first reminder this week, I hope you take some time to donate to a good cause or use your voice to call your representatives and let them know that you support this movement. Now with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. We are we are all right, heroes. We've only got one party member this week, and that is the love of my life, Meldamado. Hello, dear. Darling, I am very happy to be sharing the table with you because we're going to have a little family today.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: we are playing Lichen Tree, which was designed by Brebo Sheldon. And it is a game about creating a family tree for werewolves. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. So today we're going to be creating our own little werewolf family. If you were a werewolf, this is going to be my icebreaker question for this week. If you were a werewolf. If I was a werewolf. Uh, what? Would you want to look like in your wolf form? There have been many different takes on werewolf like body types that we've seen in the media. I just want to know what what you're picturing when you picture yourself as a werewolf.
1: You you know that Pokemon Incineroar.
0: Incineroar, yeah the the wrestling Pokemon with yeah the, with the, the, abs the, big, and the, the big the
1: big hot like <laughs> tiger, tiger looking motherfucker yeah, yeah. that. that.
0: The fire I wanna, tiger?
1: I want to be a hot werewolf.
0: You want to be a hot, like, kind of wrestle werewolf? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. That's <laughs> that's that's what we have it. Um, so today, you and I are going to be... This is a game that can either be played uh, solo, meaning just totally one player making up their own werewolf family, or uh, it can be played with other people who, who kind of, like, help you work on it. And I think... Because you and I are married, what we should do is be a married couple uh, on this werewolf tree, uh, which means we should create werewolf kids Mm -hmm. and we need werewolf parents uh, for us and Maybe that might even be enough. I don't know. Like we're we're going to try and get an hour's worth of episode <laughs> for this. Uh, so I don't want to give us too large a project uh, that seems, uh, you know, impossible for us to, to fill time for.
1: Sure. Okay. But first, my question is, what would you want your werewolf persona to look like? Oh,
0: my werewolf form to look like. Mm-hmm. So I kind of categorize werewolves in three different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh the first is what I refer to as the boring werewolf, mm-hmm. where they're just wolves. Like I think if like all you're doing with your werewolf is anamorphing into a, a regular ass wolf, like it doesn't seem very cool to me. I don't know. I'm just not Don't wolf shame. Yeah, I I think I will. <laughs> Like, especially on like the Hollywood productions of the TV show things that they're like, well, we don't want to do wolf makeup. So what we're going to do instead is just use dogs. Uh, It feels lame. Like, I I want them to be big or cool or something. I don't want them to. So that's that's number one. So then there are two other kinds of werewolves uh, and they are werewolves that wear pants and werewolves that do not wear pants. Mm. And that is, you know, the werewolf design is so human that you kind of need to give it pants. Otherwise, it's just going to be out there in the breeze blowing around. It's sexual. Or werewolves that like have enough wolf qualities that they don't really need a pair of pants. Um, and I think I like the ones that don't need pants the best. Like they look the most overtly like monstrous. Uh, and I think that makes them more interesting and cool in my opinion. Like, I don't like the classic, uh, universal Wolfman design. That's just kind of like a guy with sort of, uh, wolfy features, um, I, I much prefer the werewolf design that is like really kind of strange looking and a little bit human and a little bit wolf, but I do still like them to have hands.
1: Mine is gonna have hot pants on.
0: Okay, so you're you're a hot pants wolf then.
1: Yeah, hot okay. pants and a crop top.
0: Great. Good, Uh, good. Well, so for this game, we're supposed to draw a family tree. Okay. So give ourselves a fresh page here. I'll let you be the official record keeper because uh, my handwriting is not good. Mine's Um, bad too, so we're screwed. So we'll start ourselves, let's like in the middle of the page, there's you and me together. I'm trying to remember how family trees are drawn and I... Remember it very well.
1: I think it starts at the roots and then branches out from there. But if we want to have folks before us, I mean, if you wanted to do like the traditional tree looking family tree. See,
0: I didn't, I wasn't thinking of doing the traditional tree looking family tree because I don't think I understand them. Okay. I do understand like the, you have your name and your spouse's name, and I think there's connected, so like a mind and then map. branching down from them. Yeah, I guess I. I guess, but I refer to that as a family tree. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Guess that's what I know. You know
1: what I could do is go on the mind, like a mind mapping website, and then we would have a graphic that we could post with the episode. Sure,
0: if if you would like to do that,
1: I'll I'll draw it first, and then I could. Okay.
0: So now we need our werewolf names, and you brought up a werewolf name generator. Oh yeah,
1: would you like to be Garth?
0: Yeah, I'm Garth the (laughs) werewolf.
1: What a fucking werewolf name!
0: Party on.
1: Then I guess my werewolf name is Wayne.
0: Yes, yes. Garth and Wayne, married werewolves. Perfect. Um, cool. So we, uh, drawing a uh, branching off from us, we each have uh, like two parent werewolves, so that would branch up. We're Whatever
1: direction you want, Yeah, baby.
0: that would branch up because the children branch down.
1: So you want your, your parents' names now. Yeah,
0: so we need to werewolf generate our parents' names. My mother wolf will be Constance. And my father wolf will be... Oh, Pennington is a cute nerdy name for a werewolf.
1: That's great.
0: Constance and Pennington werewolf. so
1: what were Constance and Pennington like
0: Uh, well we'll get into that in a second first of all we're 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 just gonna start by naming our werewolves and applying pronouns where they are uh Uh, necessary but we'll
1: Wayne had two moms Mm -hmm. um one was Sybil Sybil and the other is Pavel
0: Sybil and Pavel. Oh, so how many kids do you want? You know, like a werewolf <laughs> baby in like what's a that? baby in like a werewolf sense, <laughs> like in a werewolf sense. How many kids so, do you want?
1: So wolves have cubs in God. What does it call like a
0: litters litter? That's yeah. the
1: word I'm looking for. Um, What's what's a normal litter size?
0: Uh, You know, for for werewolves, I don't know. Well, for humans, for,
1: for hu- <laughs> what's for a wolf, and we'll take the average between a human and a wolf.
0: I I'm going to imagine it's somewhere around five, uh, but I will Google, Google what. I love that the audience is getting this. Yeah, is the average wolf litter four to six? Boom.
1: Okay, so let's say six at max. Usually one or two for human humans. Mm-hmm. I think one is more common. Uh so you wanna say like three or four?
0: Uh let's let's call it at three. Okay. Who was our first child? Okay. Let's see here. I'm gonna
1: get on name generator.
0: Our first child was oh, this is right on the nose. Lupin.
1: Mm. You chose the name. I didn't.
0: <laughs> then we have Valentina.
1: I'm picking the third.
0: Okay. Mel has refreshed <laughs> the names uh, like what a dozen times.
1: Beowulf. That's not fucking <laughs> happening.
0: No. Uh, Finch. Finch is very cute. Oh, Finch is my favorite child. is it
1: because i named them (laughs) Hmm. all right what's next
0: so we now have a collection of werewolf names uh do we want to attach some pronouns to these people or do we want to wait till we learn a little bit more about their personalities before we
1: um i think we attached some pronouns so far i mentioned that wayne has two moms yes that's true so Sybil and Pavel, were she her? Just put little circles around them. I believe you mentioned Constance, was she her? Yes. And Pennington, was he him? Yes. Valentina. Or did have we decided are we going with our personal pronouns for, for our wolves? Yeah, let's
0: let's I mean that's gonna make it simpler for our werewolf sonas
1: garth and wayne
0: garth and wayne
1: (laughs) all right valentina
0: um valentina uh uh, let's let's say we we got a a, a they them
1: okay lupin is it a dramatic boy (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah sure lupin Lupin (laughs) will just be our, our dramatic or is he boy child
1: boy child Boy chat Lupin, boy child mm-hmm. Finch,
0: okay, now we could stray into neo pronouns territory with this because I believe there is a neo pronoun that just goes er, which for werewolves is very funny that's pretty and funny, pretty cute, that's yeah, all right, I'll bet so uh, yeah, it's like I think it's like m er uh are are the the neo pronoun. But I like the idea of this neo-pronoun kind of being uh, a like ancient werewolf pronoun like that werewolves have had gender neutral pronouns, but it stretches back like hundreds of years. So they've kind of fallen out of fashion. So Finch in like looking up this gender neutral pronoun was like, I'm going to go really old school because this is a problem werewolves have already solved.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Okay, so for each pack member, we're going to be answering the same four questions. So let's start with our parents here. Um, So we'll start over with, uh, I guess, Constance. Mm -hmm. How does this pack member support the pack and family?
1: She's your mother.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) I, I think Constance is... Uh, a very like wise wolf and uh, provides like very good advice and counseling. Um, And this isn't just with our immediate family. I think, uh, you know, after, after we got married, they, they really got to know everybody in kind of our little family network and people uh, Constance keeps tabs on everybody and keeps in contact with, with everybody. And, is in the like place of advice giver for a lot of people when when you're not sure what to do you go to Constance
1: Is is Constance the mom that makes the entire family get together on holidays?
0: Yes, I think Constance has like that big organizational push like mm. uh in 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 her uh which you know makes it it makes it easier to keep up with all that family stuff cuz it's like well Constance got it. Mm-hmm. how has uh this pack member shown their unique personality
1: How has constance Shall yes it? Okay. through through her actions she believes very firmly in close-knit homes and knowing about each family member and it shows through the way that she cares okay i like
0: that how does this pack member build trust with other wolves? We kind of uh, did that with how they support people. Mm. And what is one time they failed to meet the promise in, uh to meet a promise in spite of that. So yeah, normally like Constance is just this big a- advice giver, but I think like a lot of people who tend to fall uh, into the role of, I am helping to manage the emotions of other people in in my, you know, immediate circles like eventually it just gets to be too much where too many people have two conflicting things and instead of talking to each other they bring it to you. Uh Oof. which, you know, like for a while it's okay to play mediator, but eventually you're like you got to solve your own stuff. Um
1: so getting too involved.
0: Yeah, I think Constance like got got too involved and reached a point where she was like, hey, I'm not dealing with this one. You got to deal with this one on your own. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like even though that's only kind of half failing at your task, um, perhaps the failing at the task was letting things go on too long Mm -hmm. without making people directly deal with each other. Who is this PAC member closest to and how do they show care? I mean, it that's impossible to, to <laughs> say for for like any um, person like that, like especially for our, um, you know, our, our parental caregivers, like parental caregivers are so attached to everyone in, involved in the family a, a lot of the time. Uh, so it, it's really hard to pick out that they're more attached to one person than another. So we are on to our next family member.
1: Okay. Uh, let's go to one of my parents, and then we can go back to your other parent and then my other parent.
0: That sounds good. So how does this pack member support the pack and family?
1: Uh, I think Sybil is a creative homemaker.
0: A creative homemaker. So a lot of crafting, a mm-hmm. lot of... Uh,
1: they, they like to sew. And make things they they've fixed my hot pants on multiple
0: occasions well i mean if you are in a werewolf family stitching up torn clothing is kind of gonna be a big thing
1: mm-hmm. yeah she's gotten very good at it
0: i like that we're still stitching up uh clothing and we're not doing tearaway clothing like we haven't
1: we've got favorite clothing let me have my favorite clothing. Yeah,
0: I know, but you're going to turn into a werewolf, and we're not going to have this argument again. We're not going to have this <laughs> argument again, not on air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So I like. Uh, so if you if you've torn some clothes that that you like, you, you take it to Sybil. Sybil can patch them up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. How has this pack member shown their unique personality?
1: They like to add something creative to everything they work on something that is distinctly their personality and maybe in, instead of just patching a slash in a piece of clothing with a straight line um they turn it into a flower or a creeping vine and make it look even better than it was before she got it. I
0: have an incredibly important question about this crafty werewolf. And is that, are they also crafting in werewolf form or is this like a human? a hundred percent. Okay, good.
1: Yeah. They created like, uh, thimbles that fit over their claws. Oh,
0: that's adorable. And I love that. Good. (laughs) Good. Um, So how does this pack member build trust with other wolves? Uh, And what is one time they failed to meet this promise in spite of that?
1: They're, They're kind of a homemaker. So I think that they tried to make the den as comfortable as possible. And I think that maybe there was an argument at one point with one of the younger members of the pack that wanted to try something new mm. and maybe she didn't see the merit in it. And it created a, a breach of trust for that young, younger cub.
0: Interesting. So like wanting to try something new in terms of the, the comfort, uh, of, of the den
1: things, things they wanted in the den, uh, things that would make them comfortable, It kind of makes me think about things like grandparents not being able to understand that youths need things like video games and iPads in their life when grandparents didn't grow up with those and see no need for them.
0: Mm. Okay, okay, yeah. So there was this big blow up with, with the grandkids about like, the grandkids wanted to play with their toys uh their their new fancy video game toys, and grandma being like, "This is crafting time mm-hmm. we are gonna we're gonna make a quilt
1: i'm gonna show you how to embroider you little shit, yeah, yeah,
0: and it was essentially a big fight because like the kids are on vacation from school and they just want to chill out and you know they want to hang with family a little bit, but they really want to play some video games Mm -hmm. uh and you know grandma had like set this entire crafting itinerary that was maybe too large in scope really to be probably yeah okay cool i like that and who is this pack member closest to and how do they show care
1: pavel their wife pavel oh they show care by leaving small gifts around the house, around the den,
0: that's cute. That's cute. Like small, like these more like crafted gifts. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: There's always something that Sybil is fiddling with, and it always ends up one way or another decorating the house or on on Pavel's pillow.
0: I think Pavel is like there's a bit of uh, kind of like a. a, a mythic lore to this because pavel's like i never see it happen i never see these gifts being made i always see sybil working Mm -hmm. but i never see what she's working on and then there's you know a new thing in the house yep cool uh so we'll move back over to pennington pennington werewolf um, how does this pack member support the family? Uh, I, I think Pennington, uh, is a werewolf inventor and has invented like several things that have really secured a comfortable financial future for this family. I think Pennington, I'm going to say it because werewolves can be super old. Pennington invented Tearaway Pants. Which revolutionized werewolf culture, because uh, now when you transform every full moon, if you transform into a werewolf, it doesn't matter—you haven't destroyed your pants, and you don't constantly need to rebuild nice pants. Sometimes, when it's the full moon time, you can wear tearaway pants, and it's fine. This is a
1: constant in-law clash.
0: Yes, the hair. Oh my gosh, did did she not approve? Did Sybil not approve initially with Pennington's new like new pants? His new pants, new approach. You, you instead of painstakingly constantly repairing pants.
1: Sybil hates Velcro so much because it gets caught in the fibers of some of the things that she makes and it just rips it apart. They're
0: not all Velcro, some are done with snaps.
1: So we're done
0: with snaps. Yeah. Okay. Well, well this is just we're yeah, not going to no, solve this here. Not we're gonna, not going to solve this here.
1: Can't dig this up again.
0: Um so how has this pack member shown their unique personality? Uh Pennington loves cars. Pennington loves automobiles uh and has gotten really into self-driving automobiles because he likes to hang his head out the window. Mm. So that's, that's Pennington's deal. It's like, he's, you know, he's made a lot of money on the tearaway pants. Uh, and he has funneled a lot of it. Like, because he is like, werewolves can be very old and live for a long time. Pennington for a while would have a chauffeur and like, having a driver eventually just kind of fell out of fashion um and his driver kind of wanted to move on to new careers so he became obsessed with the idea of a self-driving automobile uh and you know now he kind of finally has them and he does he he does it because he likes to sit in the back seat and stick his head out the window and feel the wind in his fur so that's how pennington showed his unique personality how does this pack member build trust with other wolves and what is one time they failed to meet a promise in spite of that um i think uh pennington is somebody who really likes to have a lot of fun and uh build a lot of fun plans but he's not really good at plans Uh, is the thing about pennington so sometimes he will put together uh these elaborate trips or you know activities for the family to do but it'll like only half plan them uh so we end up in a space where you know everybody's like kind of prepared for this but not fully prepared and and people kind of need to step in Uh, and pick up slack that pennington left because you know he would much rather just be feeling the wind in his fur than if if there's like a family boat trip he's really thought very hard about how he wants to feel the wind in his hair while the boat's going very fast but he hasn't thought about okay where are we staying when we're around the lake have you thought that through pennington and The answer is no, Pennington probably has not.
1: Probably the boat, right? Probably
0: the boat. Yeah. So Pennington needs some help from time to time. (laughs) Um, So, you know, he tries to build trust by creating like environments and activities where people can really get to know each other. Uh, But like times that he's failed, it's really like when the details became very important and people kind of had to step in uh, for Pennington on those um, so that's Pennington.
1: Sounds like Pennington and Constance are uh, they, they assist each other. They're a good
0: match. <laughs> They're a good match, Pennington and Constance.
1: OK, so we're moving back to Pavel.
0: How does this pack member support the pack and family?
1: I think Pavel is an entrepreneur.
0: Ooh. OK.
1: Pa- Pavel's into business and supporting the family. And I th- I think maybe might be a partial partner in the Tearaway Pants mm. industry.
0: Okay. I like that. Oh, maybe that's how Wayne and Garth met. Maybe. Is, you know, their their parents are business partners and they're around the same age and they really got to know each other. So yeah, yeah, you're. That's like the 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 business end of the the tearaway pant industry. Somebody's got to get these tearaway pants into the hands of werewolves, uh, so that they don't destroy their clothing. And it takes a really good entrepreneurial business mind to make that happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, there there are two aspects of tearaway pants. There are the humans that need them, mm-hmm. and then there are the werewolves that need them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I think Pavel has taken over. The werewolf branch
0: mm, Hmm. that makes sense that yeah I, well i think like generally speaking it sounds to me like pennington needed some like marketing and structure in how he was getting these tearaway pants to market so it, it seems like there's just a lot that probably pavel was helping with how has this pack member shown their unique personality
1: Pavel is very organized. Mm. Um,
0: I picture Pavel in those like 80s ladies blazers. Power suits. With the big shoulders. Absolutely. The shoulder pads.
1: Which Pavel's shoulders are big to begin with. Yeah. But they decided to make them bigger. Oh, yeah. With shoulder pads. With
0: shoulder pads. Love it. Love it.
1: And the cell phone is so small in their hand that it's just their whole (laughs) hand held up to their ear. Their whole paw just covering the side of their
0: face. Oh, yeah, there are so many pictures uh, of Pavel with the 90s ass tiny phone. I love it.
1: Well, they were a little bigger in the 90s. Well,
0: the, there but was still. a period in like the 90s to early 2000s before like color really got introduced to phone screens where.
1: Oh, are you talking about Nokia?
0: Yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the tiny, tiny Nokia
1: phone. Yeah, I'm talking about they the would tiny phone. hold that with two fingers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or between
1: two fingers <laughs> like a cigar.
0: Uh, that's what I want. The okay. tiny ass 90s phone. Uh, great.
1: But but it's the kind where they have to like move it from their ear to their mouth because, Oh my God. Well, yeah, they're werewolves. Yeah.
0: Ear even moves higher up on your head. Exactly. And gosh, Oh my gosh. I can imagine Sybil just being like, why don't you get a bigger phone? What? It would be easier for you to use a bigger phone.
1: This is the best phone on the market right now. (laughs) I'm not getting a bigger phone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she constantly has to put it on speaker because it's the only way that they it works. They didn't worked. have
1: speakerphone back then. I don't think it had the option to... I did it? Did Nokia phones have speakerphones? Yeah, I
0: think my dad did have speaker on his tiny 90s phone.
1: I'm going to have to Google
0: it. I now. mean, please. Three hours later. You know we're not going to resolve this here.
1: Let's just assume that it had speakerphone and leave it at that.
0: So now we got to move on to the kids.
1: What about us?
0: Um, I, I think we do. Yeah, we do a s- different special thing oh, for ourselves. Got it. Let's let's start with uh let let's start with Finch. Okay, he gotta have a good. Like set of personality things because again I have expressed this is my favorite child. <laughs> uh, okay, how do how do a support the pack and family? Well,
1: how old are are the kids? You is, know, is Finch the youngest?
0: I, here, here's the thing: the this game does ask for you to provide ages for people. But they also mentioned that werewolves can live for like centuries. Whoa. So they I don't, be I adults. don't want to unravel werewolf. Th- well, they did. I, I, you know, they do say the, the youngest that we should be talking about is around eighteen. Um, so you know, these are all adult children. Okay. We've already Wayne and Garth have already done the tough work of parenting. Okay, <laughs> okay. these kids are out of the house. And they
1: have real personalities. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Or, or, you know, they could be young. This could be like, you know, uh, maybe the youngest that we would want to deal with is 10. You know, they have. Precocious. Yeah, they're, they're, they're precocious. They got a personality. They got interests.
1: I thought Finch might be kind of cute if A were young and precocious.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, so how does this uh, pack member support the family? Well, this pack member is a child by so,
1: being cute yeah
0: by being a child by being our favorite child <laughs> a support the family by reminding everyone kids don't have to justify their existence That mm-hmm. kids are just kids and you take care of them and eventually they grow up to be uh adults but like that 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 doesn't necessarily mean that they're supporting things.
1: Uh, Here's a question. Mm -hmm. Uh, around Between 10 to 15, kids tend to latch onto a family member. Who do you think Finch latches onto the most?
0: That will probably uh, be the question we answer and who is uh, this pack member closest to? But if you want to jump to that question.
1: I think that would be good because that could also tell us how they help contribute because maybe they take on activities with the person that they latch on to.
0: Hmm. What if it's Pennington?
1: That would be hilarious. Pen Pennington reminds me of Star's dad from yeah, uh, Star vs. Uh, the Forces A vehicle. little
0: bit. I mean, well, he's an inventor. He likes to...
1: He's he, a little wild. He, he doesn't knows, plan things thoroughly. Yeah, he
0: likes what he likes. He knows what he likes. What he likes is... Sticking his head out the window while the car is driving—that's great. Uh, but I think uh, what I mean for Finch in terms of that, like we also has how has this pack member sh- shown their unique personality for Finch for her? I think air into rockets,
1: rockets.
0: Yeah. Have you ever known a kid who's into model rockets? Oh,
1: okay. Model rockets. Okay. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down.
0: I I don't know what other type of rockets there are to be into.
1: Well I I wasn't sure if you meant like model rockets or if they were like real into space. I mean and they could sci-fi. be sci fi.
0: They could be space. The the space could be a part of it, but
1: does Finch want to be the first werewolf in space?
0: Obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously, and Finch is gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, does that, you know, I don't want to think about the obstacles in the way. I just want to think about how Finch is eventually going to overcome those obstacles mm-hmm. and be the first werewolf in space. Exactly. You can't burst out of a space suit. I don't know what, what does a full moon do when you're walking on it, pal? We don't know. <laughs> These are questions that werewolves have never had to answer. <laughs> and Now we're really reckoning with them. So yeah, Finch wants to be an astronaut. And I think one of the ways Pennington has engaged her about it is being like, okay, let's build model rockets. Let's learn how this part of it works. And so, you know, air out there doing the math for the rockets air, like, you know, messing around. I remember the kids who were into rockets when I was growing up, like, you would get a new model rocket and like there would be whatever recommended engine there was for it. And the engine is, you know, whatever burning fuel gunpowder contraption uh, they put in it, like whatever was printed on the box usually didn't work exactly as intended the first time. And you really kind of had to mess around with it to find like the perfect balance. Uh, So there are a lot of situations where I've built a rocket And it blows up the first time. And Pennington is just a great partner for explosions Mm because, you know, that's been Pennington's life. Explosions? Yes, Pennington is an inventor. Inventions must explode.
1: Pants explode?
0: They went really wrong initially there were there were more than one occasion where pennington would come home after messing with a tearaway pant where they would have singed their their thigh hair off and they'd have like weird naked werewolf thighs so they also invented casual wear for werewolves which is just you know for for the discerning werewolf who may have singed off some of their fur You've got to have some style.
1: I I can see uh, some werewolves being really into yoga pants.
0: Oh, (laughs) I'm thinking of that dog in the (laughs) nylons. Good. Good. I'm glad that's a trend. That's terrible. I'm so glad it exists. It's perfect. Hey heroes, it's James, your game master. Welcome to the midroll. I hope you're enjoying this game because it is in my new book. And it can be yours alongside 39 other wonderful designs that hopefully we'll be able to show off as the year goes on. If you're interested in this, you can pre-order it by heading to bit.ly ultimatemicrorpg ultimate micro RPG. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. First, we've got a name correction. Howell Harrington, thank you so much. And also thank you for the mini Welsh lesson. Brave Adventures, thank you. abba thank you very much. Josh Domanski, thank you. Hacks Breadroom, thank you very much. Drogo the Cobalt, thank you. Ellis McMillan, thank you so much. Will Gaines, thank you. Dungeon Dummy, thank you very much. Felix, thank you sarah healy thank you very much deadly quaker thank you so much brendan maloney thank you landstander 0516 thank you so much benjamin todero thank you dorcas Graper, thank you very much robert j lincoln's the second thank you chris thank you so much jv hampton van saint thank you and alicia vasquez thank you so much Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We would not be able to make this show without you. With all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. How does this pack member build trust with other wolves and their baby? Uh, what's one time uh they failed to meet the promise in spite of that? Their baby. I think I think Finch, we love Finch. We know Finch is very smart. I, I think Finch is reaching a point where they are struggling to do the kind of day-to-day busy work in school. So Mm. despite being smart and capable, uh in scholarly places and and clearly having a passion for, you know, things that takes book learning, I I think Finch is right now really struggling to meet the expectation of like, you bud you gotta do the homework. Mm -hmm. You gotta do the homework.
1: Being too smart and getting bored and therefore not doing the quote-unquote work. Yeah. I get that.
0: So that's that's where Finch is at. Uh, let's see. Who's next?
1: Uh, Lupin or Valentina.
0: Okay. Let's go with Lupin. We'll just move down the line. How does this pack member support the family? I guess they're a master thief.
1: What? <laughs> Like Lupin. Oh, you're going with the the cartoon.
0: Like Lupin.
1: Great. Do you do you, does Lupin?
0: Lupin. Lupin. Lupin? Uh,
1: <laughs> does Lupin and Valentino. Oh, the so I've only seen like one Lupin movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh.
0: But Castle Cagliostro.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and there was watch
0: some of these cartoons. I mean. We'll talk about this later. We're not going to resolve this here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I saw that there is this lady in the story that shows up, and I think she she kind of tries to foil but ends up helping.
0: I am trying to remember Cagliostro because I know Lupin has a love interest in Cagliostro, uh, but his on and again, off again love interest that shows up frequently is Fujiko. Who- yes,
1: it was Fujiko. Yeah. Uh, I don't want, obviously I don't want a love interest, but I want someone that shows up to bother Lupin. And I think it might be Valentina unless you have something else. So
0: we're saying that Valentina and Lupin are both, Thieves, adventurer thieves. And and mess with each other. They don't work directly with each other. No, not at all. Okay. Great. I I love this. Uh so yeah, great. We we get to still make Lupin a master thief. This is (laughs) this is the worst, and I love it. Uh okay, how do they support the family? I mean, well, here's the thing about Lupin, is that he is pulling these great heists and robbing these rich assholes, like just taking down billionaires left and right. But it never really seems to result in riches for him. Like it always goes awry in some way, and oftentimes, one of the things, oftentimes in in the cartoon for for Lupin, like he succeeds but Fujiko steals it from him yeah and like is applied to just spent it somewhere or something so yeah you know he's he's just a very skilled thief uh pulls all these heists uh, with his friend Jigen and Goyama and just having having a ball there how has he shown his unique personality
1: does he have a calling card
0: oh yeah definitely has to have a calling card What's a good calling card for a werewolf
1: A tuft of fur <laughs> tearaway pants
0: yeah that's it it's tearaway pants he he leaves. a
1: pair of tearaway pants at the scene of every crime.
0: Yeah, exactly. He absolutely does that. And, you know, sort of like how if you're a Lupin fan, you know that uh, there are different blazer eras where, you know, based on the generation of cartoon you're watching, Lupin might be in a green blazer or a blue blazer or a red blazer. It's tearaway pants for this werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Let's see here. How does this pack member build trust with other wolves, and what is one time they failed to meet a promise? In spite of that,
1: if I remember accurately, Lupin doesn't leave anyone behind.
0: Yeah, yeah. I and, and like I think he's generally very charming too. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. There, he's charming, but I'm gonna say. We're worried about him, you know, because he is a master thief, mm-hmm. and that's not
1: who wouldn't worry about a master thief. The
0: safest kind of lifestyle for someone to live. So I think Lupin constantly has this thing where he promises that he's never going to steal again, <laughs> and and he never fucking he does never it. does it. And we want to believe him every time because we want him to be safe and we don't want him to get hurt. But, you know, that's when he changes the color of his tearaway pants is, you know, I will never steal again in green tearaway pants. So that's Lupin.
1: Um, I mean, his name is technically Lupin. Lupin. But Lupin. Lupin. Lupin.
0: Lupin. 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 I think that's his Thievin name.
1: His thief Lupin, Lupin is his thieving name? Yes. Lupin is his family name.
0: So now we are a two Valentina mm-hmm. and they are somehow involved in the high stakes world of master thieving. Um we we know that about them, but uh how do they support the family?
1: <laughs> By making sure lupin doesn't die
0: oh okay so they're really interfering to save lupin keep him alive
1: i think yeah i think when they see a situation that could be overly risky they get involved and interrupt lupin and then just to spite him takes the the victory out from under his nose
0: yeah of course absolutely you have to you have to when you are the older sibling it is your right to steal whatever bounty the younger sibling was trying to steal with his friends Jigen and Goyamon. so Lupin is the middle child Lupin is absolutely the middle child Can you imagine a more middle child thing than becoming a master thief? I can't. I can't.
1: What What is Valentina's? If If Lupin is a master thief, is Valentina also a master thief? No. I
0: think Valentina started off as like a fencing champion and uh, like
1: how did they get involved with the underworld? Then,
0: well, first of all, they are a fencing champion. They are a MacArthur Genius Grant recipient. They they have like done consulting work for NASA. They are a, a master mathematician. They are great in every conceivable way. They're so talented. They've accomplished so much, which is why Lupin was driven to the world of master thieving. And I think we, Wayne and Garth, come to them like being like we're worried about your younger brother and and Valentina's like okay I will stop him I will stop him from being a master thief and so occasionally we have to deploy strategically Valentina to pull Lupin back from like stealing the Eiffel Tower and other Carmen San Diego-esque crimes
1: and there's there's the broken promise (laughs) I The the promise of, I will stop him, but not being able to stop this dingling from going after the next thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, I mean, no one's, here's the thing. I think Valentina has a better sense, like, you know, Wayne and Garth, we're, we're parents. We're, we're, we love our kids. We're proud of our kids. And what we don't realize is that what Lupin is really great at is being an international thief. This is an area where he really shines. And so Valentina doesn't have it in their heart to stop their younger brother from stealing because he's really good at it. Great. Yeah, it is great. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to know, how, how has Valentina shown their unique personality? What is kind of unique and fun?
1: I think Valentina shows it through a very individualistic clothing style.
0: Ooh,
1: I think just just to avoid the same faux pas as uh, Lupin, that they avoid the tearaway pants Mm -hmm. and honor their mother's wishes to just have clothing that can expand and be worn repeatedly rather than disposable
0: and they make that look good
1: it looks amazing
0: good good
1: they're a style icon
0: i love it i love that we have this wild overachieving child and this master thief and yet my favorite child is finch finch
1: because finch is the only one at home right
0: now yeah (laughs) great we got empty den syndrome it looks like we are supposed to answer uh, these questions for our own characters. Okay. Let's start with Wayne. How does Wayne support the pack and family?
1: Wayne takes a little bit from each of their parents. Uh, Wayne likes to do creative projects to relax, but Wayne is also into business. Uh, Wayne went to school for entrepreneurship to follow in Pavel's footsteps. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are working in offices now, so they are a provider, um, but also a, a very creative uh, werewolf. But yeah, Wayne is the type of individual that that is trying to keep balance in the mayhem that is this family.
0: Mm-hmm fair Uh, that's that's very cool i think uh we're gonna make garth a stay-at-home wolf parent which i think is why finch has become a favorite because like this is kind of uh garth's last project is finch and you know he's gonna soon have to figure out what's next for myself who am i if i am not a parent to to these kids it's it's real homemaker stuff garth is deeply into providing a stable home environment that's good for learning uh which is one of the reasons that it bugs the heck out of them that finch won't do her darn homework
1: uh, what what did you take from your relationship with your parents?
0: Um, I think uh it is like you you can see how my two parents really balance each other um and and how necessary that that finding that balance is uh so i I think in our relationship, you know, I, I saw very quickly that you were sort of securing like the structural, like, uh, support that our family needed. Like you were, you were going into business, you you were, you were taking on like, like this part of, uh, the, the world. So it's like, okay, well, what I need to do is make sure that our home environment is good and comfortable. It's really learning to figure out, okay, what areas are different people good at and sort of uh, supporting them in the areas that they're not.
1: Mm. Do you wear your father's tearaway pants?
0: Of course. It's practical. (laughs) It's very practical. You know, he didn't singe his thigh hair off for for nothing. He, He accomplished something.
1: I just don't think it was necessary to light something on fire.
0: You know, you don't know until you try, though. Mm. Now, we each get to pick one character that we're going to do a little bit of solo investigation for and roll on the solo chart. Then we will finish up with the pack chart and the future chart. Okay. Okay. So, who is somebody that you would like to give a little bit of solo attention to?
1: You you pick first. I think you're going to pick Finch, aren't you?
0: Oh. I mean, I must pick Finch. Finch is my favorite child. Yeah, that's what I assume. So you, you go first. Finch. I get a three on the solo chart. Uh, Defeated a team of hunters alone. Wow. So these hunters have been a real thorn in our side for a long time. And A entered this rocketry competition. And A just wiped the floor with them. Uh, they've got like a cool rocket that i think has had stages like mm. i i i don't know much about model rocketry but i imagine it is very complicated to build a design that has uh different stages for for its thing so a managed to get like a wild altitude with with this rocket and you know, it was, we, we can't attack these people to chase them off of our property, uh, but it felt really good to watch the youngest member of our family enter this competition and maybe just stick it to them a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: So who 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 would you like to investigate more?
1: Oh, let's look at Valentina. Valentina.
0: <sighs> Valentina heard the moon howl back. Oh, what the fuck? What does that mean to you? If, if you don't have an idea, I have a theory.
1: What's your theory?
0: Maybe there are werewolves on the moon.
1: This sounds like more of a finch thing.
0: Well, well, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you you said Valentina has consulted with NASA before. Yes. I think this happened during the consultation. Mm. I think um, they were doing a project with NASA mm-hmm. uh, to do some distance studies on other planets. Uh, and at one point when Valentina was up late listening to sound waves approaching earth they heard a noise that they didn't expect and triangulated the location and it pointed directly at the moon and i think that that changed some of their point of view on science Mm -hmm. and how to approach it
0: Ooh, i like that i like that that's very good so, so that's a solo chart. Um, and in a normal game of this, because you'd be going person by person instead of making an entire tree all in one sweep like we did, you'd be rolling the solo chart for each pack member. Um, but we want to give you a taste, a sampling of this game. We we don't, we don't want you to overindulge. So if you want to find out about the solo chart, you're going to have to buy the book. So now we roll on the pack chart. And we're just going to tell a story about this pack together and and one of the things that they did. So this is a D6 roll. How did the pack become resistant to Silver's Bane? Ooh. Ooh. I think it is, I think it's Pennington's fault. And I'm going to (laughs) put, I'm going to say fault. Fault because pennington got a lot of material samples at different periods for like you know the various pants designs and silver was in one of them or in a couple of them and like pennington has never had like the forethought to be like hey we can't put silver in this design it's for werewolves you can't you can't put silver so like Whoever his supplier was, like, just there was silver Missed in it. Mark. And, like, there was a series of months that the family, I think, was sneezing and itchy. And, like, we all thought it was seasonal allergies. For a long time, we're just on allergy medication. Um, but eventually, I think the need for that faded with exposure and so now we're the family that like yeah we've had long-term silver exposure it doesn't really bother us anymore we weren't trying to do it but this is how it ended up
1: how how many years did it take
0: i mean if it feels petty to keep track of all the years (laughs) doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it feel like we're at a certain point calling pennington out (laughs) yes (laughs) we're not gonna resolve this here Mm -hmm. uh so yeah that's the pack chart for us in a normal game you would roll three times in the pack chart but we are already over time for this episode so the other questions that we have to answer are what is this pack best known for in the occult world pants pants And that's pants from multiple directions, because I think also Sybil is known just in like different crafting circles and whatnot, and Mm -hmm. especially for the embroidery work that she does. So, you know, seeing these two families really come together, various like garment related things, I think is just like, oh, yeah, that's the pants family.
1: We're, we're the ruler of pants.
0: They do pants. They're the werewolf kings of pants. How has the pack influenced the mundane world? Well, we've both. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> we've introduced tearaway pants to the mundane world. That was a werewolf invention. And the mundane world has sort of taken it and run with it. I also think, uh, you know, most famed jewels are kind of missing, uh, you know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The privately owned pieces of art have been stolen. And then after maybe a couple hundred years have made their way back into public museums. You know, it's kind of like the invisible hand of the werewolf art theft market that sort of nudges things more into the public domain. Basically, every time Valentina catches lupin and grabs something back like they find a way to slowly reintroduce it to the museum circuit what is one rule the pack enforces and one rule the pack will always break for a good reason so what's a rule that we always have
1: werewolves should wear pants
0: you always have to wear pants you gotta wear pants, you gotta wear pants. i know you're gonna transform
1: you gotta have the pants.
0: But you gotta wear pants. Uh, until you're a werewolf, you're not a monster. And in this house, we don't raise monsters, so wear the pants. <laughs> Outdoors, anyway. Uh, but what's the rule that we will always break for good reasons?
1: Mm, I see that smirk.
0: Leggings aren't pants. <gasps> Rude. But we always are kind of flexible on it because, like, it's sort of fallen into vogue. Friends will come over to Wayne and Garth's den and we'll see that they're wearing leggings, which on werewolves look ridiculous. <laughs> and, like, we privately can't, like, how is this? How is this a style? Who has done this? They look, I can do yourself, do yourselves a favor, look up that video of that fluffy dog in nylons. It's really funny. It's really good.
1: I oh oh fuck no sorry. That that makes my, my brain think what what they wear when they're cooking. Mm-hmm. Do you think they have like full body nylons to keep hair from falling into food? Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course. They have to.
1: They they buy those sex stockings and just wear them normally in the oh house. Oh my god.
0: Well, like and you really only have to do that as you're getting closer and closer to the full moon. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like it's 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 kind of manageable the rest of the time.
1: For sure. But if they're trying to cook a meal yeah. when they're covered in hair, yeah. you gotta wear a hairnet. You net. gotta
0: wear you gotta wear a full body hairnet. <laughs> What does the pack collectively wish to do with their power?
1: Oh, it seems like they're just trying to live their lives. Yeah,
0: I think they're just trying to live their lives. I mean, it feels like different individual members have have their own agendas. Like Lupin clearly uh, does not care for the rich and wishes to steal from them. And let's face it, he's a werewolf. He might eat them, (laughs) which, you know. We support that.
1: The family wholeheartedly supports that.
0: And it feels like Valentina, just they want to accomplish general good for the world. And Finch, they want to go to space and ain't going to get to space. Mm -hmm. So ain't nothing stopping her. Wayne and Garth really just want to have a family.
1: (laughs) Wayne, Wayne and Garth are just trying to live their lives and support everybody around them. Yeah, I think that this is a werewolf family that doesn't necessarily live in the world to continue to push any sort of agenda. They're trying to live in the world.
0: Yeah, which brings us to the future chart. Now, again, you would normally in this game roll three times in the future chart. Uh, I think we're going to roll once to see what we have in store for our family. Two travel to the original den. Ooh. You know, these werewolves are clearly to me, like right now that they you know, they, they have come to this place and they have managed to build some wealth for themselves and their family, like enough that has benefited the world with tearaway pants and you know they've they've devoted themselves to different good deeds and whatnot but i kind of think this is probably an immigrant family like Mm -hmm. at least the grandparent generation like kind of came here and established themselves invented tearaway pants created a business to support tearaway pants but I, i they were probably driven away from their home countries, due to economic in ideal circumstances, or maybe even prejudice against werewolves. But, you know, at the end of the day, that w- is still the land that their ancestors were from. So now that they've built a life for themselves, maybe in the future, what they do is buy some property back home. Like mm. now that things have calmed down so that they can show the grandkids and and hopefully the great grandkids, you know, where they came from. It seems like a cute thing that this family could do.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. That is like in tree. This is a game that like really you can play infinitely. You can always be adding new people to your werewolf family tree. There are a bunch of different questions that you can roll out for your family tree to really give yourself like a rich and complex identity for your werewolf family. We did more of a modern setting. You can set this in any time you want. And also we played together and and you can play, you know, with one other person or a big group of people, or you can play alone. So I hope you enjoyed listening as we close this chapter on our lichen tree. Party on, Wayne.
1: Party on, Garth.
0: (laughs) Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But don't worry, we'll be back next week with an episode that actually really makes me very, very excited. Because next week, we're going to start a series that's going to be a little bit longer than some of the others that have showed up on One Shot in the past. And it will be set in the world of Temerant from the Kingkiller Chronicles. Because last year, the One Shot Network threw in to help the World Builders charity which is headed by my good friend, Patrick Rothfuss. Thanks to all of you, OneShot was able to raise over $20,000 in the World Builders' drive to support Hyfer International. That is an incredible sum of money to help fight extreme poverty. And as one of your rewards for throwing in for that charity, Pat agreed to come on to OneShot and help us run a series set in his world. And although this is an episode of One Shot, and we're playing a role-playing game, and it's gonna be a little silly, this is the first story to come out of Temerant since The Lightning Tree. So even if the story we're telling isn't a big deal for the canon, it's a big deal to me. And I'm extremely excited to bring it to you, and I hope you'll listen in and enjoy, because I had an extreme amount of fun breaking things and getting stuff wrong. And Pat had to watch the whole time. In the meantime, if you're looking for other gaming shows, why not check out one of the other shows on the OneShot Network? Like All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, world-building, and storytelling podcast powered by you! Each week, best friends Aaron Catano-Saez and Jeff Stormer take a listener-submitted prompt... And, using some of their favorite tabletop RPGs, create an original fantasy character. Along the way, they populate a shared universe one story at a time. They share laughs, stories, and verbal hugs along the way. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And I want to say how heartened I am to see all the support for Black Lives Matter. And your task this week is to keep things going. We have actually seen progress, which is so incredible. And the only way we can keep pushing that forward is to continue demonstrating, donating to organizations that are also fighting for this cause, and continually bringing this message to our representatives. So, follow the links that we have in the show notes to donate, or call your representatives directly and let them know what matters to you. And heroes, when I originally recorded that message, that is all I had to talk about. But I also need you to advocate for trans folks. Recently, the Trump administration made a move to erase transgender civil rights protection in healthcare. It's an awful decision that will threaten the safety of many people, and even if it doesn't hurt people, it will make their lives worse. I know there are a lot of trans people in our audience, and I want you to know that I stand with all of you. And I urge our other listeners to rally to support their trans friends, as they've done to support their black friends. While you're making your calls to advocate abolishing and defunding the police, please also voice your support for civil rights protections for trans individuals. And to our trans listeners who are feeling stressed right now, in the past, OneShot has supported the Trans Lifeline charity, which includes a hotline that will not call the police. So if you're feeling concerned or scared and need crisis intervention, know that Trans Lifeline is a resource to you, and that other OneShot listeners supported it because they care about you and they want you to have access to it. Please take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show.